Welcome to the Games Revealed Podcast, brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. Diamond hands. Tyson, still holding. And we brought half of Shagwood today. Half. The good <laughs> half. half holding. The good half. Yep, the good half. The best half. <laughs> the best half. <laughs> Welcome to another episode where we're going to bring you a fantastic game called Limbo, where you're a boy without a face battling the mysteries of the forest and factories to figure out where your sister is. And kill a whole bunch of spiders, or just one. I mean, unless you could consider kids spiders, which... Hmm. And kids. That, that was not how I was expecting to be brought in, and it kind of horrified me a little bit. <laughs> get ready, like, get the, ready to see the darkest things you've ever imagined in 2D silhouettes of a boy yeah. without a face. It's the, the game's already creepy. He says all these true things, and now I'm like, oh, it's even scarier than I remember playing it two days ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty creepy game. That's for sure. It, it's definitely more like you go in like limbo. It's like oh, it's going to be kind of more like at peace, but no, it's there's some horrors in that. Oh yeah, and if you kind of think about it, it it's kind of where limbo would be if you if you manage to end up in a place where heaven and hell doesn't know what to do with you, or you're not sure where you're even supposed to go. I feel like that would be a terrifying place mm-hmm. to be. Uh, to begin with. Yep, and in case we haven't said it, or in case you're just not certain, uh, we are talking about Limbo. Great game, many people have heard of it. You should, It should be on your radar, but yeah. it is old. You gotta dip low. But I gotta say one thing before we start, because this is a podcast that's gonna come full circle. Because you have to talk about the beginning to talk about the end. It's a circle of life, baby. <laughs> so, uh, there, there's something that the, the, developers, the developers decided with this game, is that they wanted to keep it as open-ended as possible so that us as the players could kind of fill in the blanks ourselves and and try and work out the puzzle of what happened. Because the goal for them is not, what's the story here? The goal for them is like, what are your thoughts on the experience that you just went through and how are you gonna relate that, that to your own experiences? So the only official th- things that we have to help fill in the gap of the story of this game is this one quote from the directors, uh, uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. So we know he has a sister. And there's a guy who's curious about what happened to his sister. And that is the only official thing. That's it. <laughs> and, and we know that he's from Game of Thrones, uh, the faceless clan. You know, those killers. Yep. And I just I just want to reiterate <laughs> oh that it is it was intentionally done this way. And it's kind of... What is it, it girl? When you guys go to play this, you'll notice within the first few minutes, you'll be like, yep, this is definitely uh, an abstract game. Uh, but it's a great one. So I, I feel like that's where we need to start so that by the time we get to the end of this, we'll, we'll be able to kind of understand these theories and stuff that we're going to well, be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, we're going to clarify everything about this game to it, not clarify anything. It's, yeah, nothing it's, gets clarified. It's not going <laughs> to be clear at all. Uh, but what is clear is that it's polished. I will have to say, like, I, there was no hiccups. Obviously, it came out in, like, 2010. So it's been out for a while. If there ha- was any bugs, they could have fixed it by now. So I'm, I'm going into a very fairly old game new and so but mm. I, I do have to say from the get go like every note they try to hit every all the graphics everything just felt very polished the uh, gra- the the physics that is the gravity all that stuff when you die you, you know your body parts fall and all that oh. stuff like it cool. just all works really well with the style they did a very good job I'm very impressed with this yeah, I got some cool screenshots while I was playing uh, some of deaths, you know, because there's a myriad of different ways you're going to die in that game. Yeah. And some of them are when, like, the saw blades are, are hitting you and, like, your body, get, your head gets flung one way, but it's it's spinning like a saw blade, right? It's a big saw blade, and your leg comes out the other end, and it's just sticking out the other end, coming up perfect. So uh, really cool little bits, and I bet uh, if James tries hard, he'll incorporate that screenshot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because this was... <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing that was very intentional from the developers, considering how uh, one-dimensional the kind of art direction is. It's awesome art, but it's it's very um, mono- monochrome. But the, the choice to have these deaths be pretty graphic despite that, despite the fact that it's basically just all shadows, um, that was their way of... They didn't want to hold your hand and say, this is how the game plays, so they built it in a way that you build up, you kind of learn how it functions... And then they were like, but we want to make your deaths gruesome to even you as the player so that you'll stop trying that. They called it trial by death. (laughs) So that was their way to get you to go, oh, this isn't working. Let's try a different approach. That's usually how I go about things anyways, any game. That's why I'm like, some people are like, I didn't die once in that game. I'm like, I usually die a lot because I'm a very curious person. So even if I 
don't have to go that way, I'll try going that way. And I'll oh, die. yeah. <laughs> as long as I, I know... As long as it's not Resident Evil 7, let's just say that, because that <laughs> some of those save points are very long between well, everything. <laughs> and it's funny that you bring this up, because another instance of where I just took screenshot after screenshot of the different ways you could die, and I'm, this is very early on in Limbo, and uh, uh, you guys, I'm sure, got to it where it's a bunch of tribes people blocking your way, and there's the swinging traps, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. one swings down, and then you avoid that, and then you try to run right through, and then here comes the secondary trap. Yep. And you're like, son of a gun, okay, I've got to time that differently. And so you time it differently in the way you think it's going to work, and then it still ends up catching you on the way back. Well, the How many part... times I died that way. <laughs> and I was, and I knew I was going to die, so I was like, let's literally explore every way they wanted you to die. Yep. And I did it, and it, it's like four deaths in that whole different little two-trap scenario. Yeah. It's insane. That was, it's nuts, because it's a really, in, like, very small puzzle as far as the puzzles in this game go but it's one of the most memorable for memorable ones for me because there was i would actually be able to outrun it going back if i timed it exactly right but then the the trap breaks off the rope and gets you anyways yep. and yep. there's literally like no matter how perfectly you time it you can't jump over nope. it because you'll land in it yep it's oh <laughs> so i kind of like you i kind of died more than i probably should have just because i wanted to see if i could I, oh yeah could outrun it i'm like I, I surely i can outrun this yeah i ended up just Finding the crosshatch and just standing there while they both went over my head. <laughs> Anticlimactic, but fun. That was a fun <laughs> puzzle. Oh, but yeah, I I just love how dark and twisted it really is. And they do make you avoid uh, insanity by doing the same thing over and over and just seeing your dead body constantly. But they use different and dark things, different and dark ways to make you solve the puzzles as well. Some of the ones that I'm talking about were using the bodies that you find in the environment as um, uh, objects to yeah. navigate the puzzle or uh, navigate the, the level. And I remember there's one specifically where you're, you jump, you push a body into the water, you put position it in the water, and you jump onto it, and you wait for this zombie uh, person to come in, drown in the water, so you can jump onto his body and then make your way back up the mountain. And I believe you pull that body up the hill to further your adventure. Mm. So just so dark uh, how they actually get it, get it all in here and definitely make you feel that darkness. Yeah, if children dying bothers you, you'll be bothered. I think that's what was caught me off so much when, like, with the um, with when your character dies and stuff like that, is that it's, you're you're a kid. Yeah, and by it's the limbo, way, but if children dying doesn't bother you, it should. <laughs> it, it should, <laughs> and it's like, but you have to be so scrappy in this, and that's what makes it so dark. Is yeah. that you like to survive? In limbo, you have to climb on the people that have died before you, and mm -hmm. oh, just yeah. to get across to everything. It, it really is, and I, I noticed that right away, um, probably within the first little bit, just how dark it was because the spider alone, you know. Yeah, the spider is terrifying. So, uh, and before I run into this, uh, this is this the only time we're talking about the spider? Uh, I think it'll come up in puzzles and stuff. Probably, later, probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so there's there's a main uh, little monster at these beginning levels, and it's a spider, and he wraps you up, and he's definitely chasing you throughout this level, and you're and you're in these timed chases where you're you're jumping over these obstacles or doing the best you can to navigate the level and stay away from the spider, and eventually you're going to escape that spider. Uh, do we want to ruin how you escape that spider right now? I, I think so. Why not? Why so not? so you basically get to the point where you crush that spider with a rock. And then the spider comes, finally digging its way towards you with its one final remaining leg. And how it's kind of tried to get you before is with its legs, it'll stab and spear at you. And you just kind of got to time and juke them, jab them, yep. you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a spider. Exactly. And that's where this guy learned his skills. So playing dodgeball. Um, uh, so he avoids the, the spider leg, grabs onto it, um, and then just yanks it off the body. Did you guys know you could climb up on that spider? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, went. I used his body. I rolled him forward like he was like. No, before thing. before the leg comes before off. Before you can. Oh, yeah, you can jump up on the leg and just play around on him. It doesn't do that, jack. I thought that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> I did not. That's, that's what I did. I was grabbing the leg, and then all of a sudden my guy jumped and just landed on the leg, and I'm like. 
just started jumping up yeah. and down. So anyway, long story long, you yank its leg off, you roll it into a pit of spikes, and you finally kill its little body, and you use its body to navigate that pit spike yep. or spike pit and, and move yourself along. I love it. Now, the reason I got to explain that is because you, you come from this uh, experience of victory, right? Like, you've been getting chased by this massive spider through this beginning part of this level. It's wrapped you up in a cocoon. You've escaped that. You've tumbled down, you know, hills. You've... Uh, navigated scary spikes and now you finally have killed this spider and you make your way out of its lair and you're coming up this hill and you see a, a, a child or what's assumed to be a child tied up to a post and he's looking and he sees you approaching and as you get closer his head drops or her head drops either or and, and you go to like go to save him and the ground falls beneath you and that person hangs as you fall yep so dark. What a way to just kick you in your butt. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And my interpretation of that, too, um, I, I need to go back to the spider as well, just a heads up. But my, my interpretation of that was that I thought that character was dead. Because when the head slumps, it, like, slumps. Like, yeah. like your motion of coming up on it is just enough, caused enough vibration in the ground. to. But then when it falls, it looks lifeless the whole time it's falling as well. Which is crazy. I'm just like, they use little things like that slump of the head to say, hey, if you're paying attention, there might be a trap here. <laughs> and, the, and he knows what's coming. I'm sure that's why he's in that trap. He's, he knows how it got set. He knows yeah. he probably saw him put all the rocks or whatever in place. And as, as you know, you get closer, it's just that just slump of, uh, well, here it is. And yeah. they know it's coming. And boom. But I, that's how I read it. If you're it's like beautiful. me, going back to the spider, if you're like me and you have a massive distaste for spiders, considering that it's a shadow beast, it is so detailed. So it's like such a gross spider. It's oh, so yeah. gross. Oh, it reminds me of those orb <laughs> weavers from Indonesia you that can, were like, like the size the, of my palm. It's like yeah. their the body's like this bit. Oh, you guys can't see it. It's like three inch body, but their legs are like six to seven inches. It's insane. And they have like these crazy thick webs. The webs are cool because they're super thick. But anyways... So killing this spider is just so, so, so refreshing. It is refreshing. It makes me feel, when I yank its leg out, knowing I'm going to roll its body into the spikes, I'm just like, thank you, game, for letting me feel this. I just hate this spider so much. So the spider's detailed, but not in the way, for me, like how it is for you. Uh, it looks like a meatball, and I kind of wanted spaghetti and meatballs every time I played against it. You can see the eyeballs, though, of its face. Like, it's got the big bulbous body, and then it's got yeah. the little bulb head, and you can see the bump of its eyes and the bump of its fangs, and, like, you can see it, though. Like, so but in that detail, Haven't you ever had detail. a meatball with an eyeball on it? I mean, it just it happens. Or with, you know, well, the yeah. one leg had, that you forgot to cut thought. off before <laughs> you made your spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, listen, it guys. tasty. I, I see what you're talking about, though, James, because <laughs> what is more scary than a spider? A meatball spider. A child. Oh. A child. <laughs> Wait, no. no. <laughs> uh, actually, in this, yes. It is, because they're setting up traps and everything. And I don't know if it really came off that they were trying to trap, like, other kids or just the spider itself or other creatures. Setting up defenses. Or yeah, because I wasn't sure. But then they do attack you. But maybe they're just in a group and they're just trying to defend their own. With like, You just don't know, with obviously. spears and blowguns. It was very Lord of the Flies the yes. first time you get attacked by it the really kids. Was. It really was. Especially very... after seeing all the traps along the way, you're just like, okay, we're, all right, we're going here. Anyone that could avoid the spider would definitely be a hard, hard mother chucker to live in that world and be able to set up those defenses. So brutal, brutal kids. Yeah, and with Limbo, I don't know how Limbo quite works, if it, everyone goes to the same location or if you just go to your own Limbo state mm -hmm. because... It would be weird to have other people in your own limbo state, but with the way the game repeats itself, kind of, kind of a weird concept. We can get into later. I, I just feel like they're probably the the ones that are responsible for torturing you throughout your limbo. It's just the staff. Uh, the yeah, staff. Very, very Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Pre I get that. Previous limboers but, that made it to hell, and now they're it. like, "You work for me." But it sounds like you're just in hell. So <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> this is pre-hell. Yeah, welcome to pre-hell. It's practice, so you're good at it when you get there. Yeah. You're going to either go to hell where you're going to get prodded, or you're going to go to heaven where you're going to get prodded. So <laughs> the last vacation, prodded. last vacation you'll ever have. <laughs> In some ways, I guess. It's, it has its uh, beauty to it. Yeah, <laughs> those trees are But nice. those kids, man, they really did, like, running away from them in the traps and stuff like that. Like, uh, when you encounter the three at the very 
um, end of their lives, you know, because they start shooting you. And if you run too fast towards them, you know, you'll just die or you get hit by the darts, whether or not you die or not. I don't know. But then you have to run back and then go through all the other things. I thought that was really cool to read. Like, because I was jumping through, I'm like, oh, interesting. You know, this mm-hmm. is a cool puzzle. Yeah. But on the way back, I'm like, oh, this all makes sense now. Yep. And I love it. I love how they reincorporated a lot of different stuff where it doesn't feel like. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. There's a lot of things in Limbo I wasn't expecting, and I like that in the game. Where if I if I don't have to, because I try not to predict things. I just played so many games, yeah. so sometimes it just happens. It's fun. To yeah, be I surprised. think that's a consequence of like when you have a hobby that you do a lot, you kind of yeah. start to figure out some tropes, tropes, I guess, patterns and stuff but like that. What was really funny about that part too is how they they get you with such a simple trick. That you're like, ah, you got me on that exact puzzle. Because on one, you have to jump over a button. And then the next yeah. one, you're supposed to jump on the button. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they got me. I'm, yep. I should have known. And then it's beautiful because then you get to go <laughs> to three other guys as you murder them with those traps. So if it did kill you, you're like, ah, shucks, they got me. I mean, they and killed then themselves, like, right? And then you're, in, <laughs> then you're on in on the inside joke. On the on the yeah, return we, trip, you know, so you're just laughing the whole time. You're like, I know this trick. Yeah, it really. It's kind of weird. Weirdly, that's one of the like more lighthearted moments of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so go back to how dark it is. But this is the one part of the game, in my opinion, not even in my opinion. It's factual. This is a fact. You heard it here first on Games Revealed. Uh, the narrative is very open ended, but in this point, they want you to know that they want to teach you that to never trust anybody. It's a very clear lesson, it's very obvious, and they don't mince words about it. Don't trust anyone, ever. Uh, And the reason that they do that is they have these kids that attack you, but before you ever run across kids that attack you, you run across kids' bodies with a bunch of flies swarming above them. And if you're... it's. It's easy to miss, but if you're paying attention, it's pretty easy to pick up on. You start finding out that these bodies signify that there's a trap in the area, and in many cases, it kind of lets you know where to expect the trap from. So if you like are just walking through a grassy area and there's flies, there's probably like a bear trap there. Mm. Uh, or if you're in a forest area, the trap might be above you or some type of rope trap. But there will always be a dead body. Not always, but often there will be a dead body with flies to indicate this is an area where you should slow down and look for the puzzle to solve. And I didn't do it in my playthrough because I kind of liked the dying and experimenting. But I did have that thought as I, when I finally caught on to that, which for me was pretty late in the game. <laughs> but when I finally <laughs> caught on to it, I was like, it would be kind of fun on your first experience if you knew that information to really try to figure out the puzzle before you even approach it because you know there's something there. Yeah. So I really thought that was cool and clever. And I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, but I love... Uh, things about the gameplay and the mechanics that tie into the story that's being told because it's more immersive. And I felt like those bodies did exactly that. And it's such a good foreshadow of these kids that are about to F you up. Because there's really, other than the spider, and I guess the traps too, but you start finding out that the kids have created the traps. There's no real indication that you're when you bump into kids, you're going to be in some hot water. So it was just a real interesting approach. And it kind of gives you that sense of when the kids do attack you, you're like... I should have seen that coming. And who doesn't like that in a story? It's fun to be surprised, especially when you kind of expected it. Like, it was, you were on the trail of what the surprise was, and then it confirms your bias. Yeah, to the so. point they're going to use other kids as, as bait in traps to hopefully have you fall to your death. But you're a sturdy boy without no face. Yep. Oh, and I, one I didn't mention is the, the first time you come across um, flies over water, you don't see any bodies. You see flies over water. That's their way of letting you know that you can't swim. <laughs> So it's just, oh. like, really, they were real clever with it. It was pretty interesting. You know what I did to figure that out? I jumped, jumped in, in the water. <laughs> That's how I did it, too. I'm like, yes, I can finally um, try out my new bathing suit. I'm John Marston. <laughs> Woo! Oh, crap. <laughs> this water's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. No, that with the flies over the water, over the, just, that was also another level of detail that was actually pretty cool I liked. Because yeah. it is so black and white, but... Um, they were able to add little small details in that just make the the world feel more alive, and that was one of them. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have a game that gently lets you know, hey, something's trying to kill you. It just doesn't grab you by the ear and yell into your face directly, hey, something's trying to kill you. 
<laughs> well, and then it, as speaking of the detail, is even when you're drowning in that water, talking about how experienced you are at swimming um, <laughs> in limbo, uh, even the detail there when you're drowning and the bubbles are escaping your mouth, it's oh, just yeah. white, gray, and black that are depicting it, but you see just all those bubbles, and there's so many of them, and it really looks like it's just a burst of those bubbles escaping forth as yeah. you finally drown. So very nice. And then talking about flies in detail, there's flies that, because these are small flies mm -hmm. that are floating over these, like literal flies that you would think would be buzzing like around pixel, dead bodies. Like pixel size Yeah, pixel size tiny. tiny flies. Yeah. Uh, the flies that I'm going to talk about are some of the bigger ones that you'll use to navigate uh, some of these traps. And on one of them, you grab <laughs> this... To the moon. Uh, one of these, you you know, you're sneaking up on it, and you and you grab and jump, or you jump and grab its leg, and it flies you up to where you're supposed to go, and you end up breaking a leg off of it. Well, as it drops and lands there, it just sits there and starts kicking, just like it would if you ripped the leg off of a cricket or something like that. Yep. And it's just awesome, just that level of detail to even something like that where you'd probably just jump off and run away. You'd probably miss it or something, or if you did see it move, you're like, oh, it's just settling. In, mm -hmm. into the environment, but no, it'll just sit there and... Yeah, and just to touch on pacing, because this actually brings up that Heck point. That. Um, it's another one of the switch-ups in the game where everything that you've encountered that's a creature of some time, it, it kills you. Yeah. And so you come across this one, and you very proactively do not want to interface with it. You're yeah. like... Of course, it's gonna kill me. And you can't get out of the area, so you're like, <laughs> so what do I know? If you're, if you're as smart as I am, you spend at least three minutes, more like ten, uh, debating on whether or not you want to try and sneak up on the fly to see if you can grab it. So <laughs> I just thought that was funny. And the, the best part for me is it, when that comes up, it's so just like perfect. The pacing of this game is some of the best pacing I've ever seen in a video oh, yeah. game. And it's all told through the fly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so unlike the time it took to, you know, wasted, spent wasted trying to grab that, that fly's leg, your time won't be wasted listening to this sexy ad. Thank you for listening to that. Oh, it was so sexy. It was so good. Tyson Ooh, has such that? a great voice. Oh, me? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Hello, me. I can't believe you guys wasted my time like that. I want to get your number. And we have no ads left. All right, cut been... the line. <laughs> it's a callback to before the ad. I'm sorry, sponsors. <laughs> uh, so, one of the things that I really liked about this game was the gradual... Um, and, and a little bit like reminds me of... Uh, Little Nightmares. Mm, the gradual... Yeah, yeah, well, this game all around reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but the gradual a change of scenery, so you change levels, essentially. You go from, like, the woods to the city to the, the factory, and I really, actually, really did dig that. I had to put that as a, as a note for us because um, it just it felt so right, and when you were done with the woods, you, the city appears, you know. Yeah. It, the pacing, like you guys said, the pacing just works so well. In this. Well, and you had written a note prior. I don't know if it's still in there, but it made me laugh because it's so true. The every game has a factory premise. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> Always. So even in this super abstract game that's really short and simple and, and just clever in so many ways, still a factory. But let's, well, and honestly, it is the worst part of the game is the factory. So, no, even though as far as factories go, it's a good factory. It's still the worst part of the game. I hate factories, damn it. Just stop it. Uh, our ability to catch on to running themes in games is impeccable. I'm oh. positive that, that when you pull the leg off the spider, that's a meat moon. <gasps> meat moon. I mean, it is. Half-Life 3 confirmed. It is a meatball. Half-Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I also... So, like, what... So, the transition was awesome. But I also did struggle with the puzzles, which... And I, I feel like, probably on average, I did worse than most. I feel like in this, but I also like to play around a lot too. So uh, I don't know if it was fully my fault or just, I just was curious about things. And then also like I'd get doing puzzles. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I had to drop the, the game and pick it back up later mm -hmm. just to give myself time to think about it. And so the puzzles definitely were harder than normal than, than some other games, I guess I've played in this uh, fashion, but uh, definitely I was. I always took the context of how they were supposed to be accomplished out. Or I, I took it out of context, essentially, and so I always yeah. got. That's what was so hard about the game. It was just. That's I what did. I. That's what I did in Little Nightmares. I literally was like, "This is going to be harder than it is." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in Limbo, where I got lucky was I beat it. I played this game a ton. 
Um, and so even then I knew, uh, you know, enough to get through most of the puzzles. But there were still a few where I was just like, what am I doing here? Like, I had to literally stop and start thinking about it. And like, okay, let's actually think how I'm going to solve this. Because now it's not just like a easy breezy cover girl. It's a, I got to think about stuff. So, yeah, well, it's such a good point to make about the having to step away from it. The first game that taught me that was Prince of Persia back in the day, which is a very different type of game, but it is mm-hmm. very puzzle based as well. Um, there was a time just to just to give a short story where I had to walk away from it for a month because I was <laughs> like, oh, I was getting so mad, so mad. Dude, I came back to it after that month uh, in like five minutes. I solved the puzzle. Oh, I've done that. And, and in this game, I had that same thing in that. I like that feeling. I like because now that I've learned that lesson in my life, I can pre- preemptively do it before I get really mad knowing that I'll probably have a good chance to solve it a little bit you later. You know, these days and age, uh, these kids are very lucky with how many walkthroughs and the internet and YouTube and how, like, if you're struggling with a level, it's just like, how do I beat this level? And it's like, oh, you got to do this thing. Okay, cool. And then you beat it. They don't, no one's going to experience that. Yeah. That has the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, where you have to put a game down because you're so pissed hey, off at it because you can't figure it out. We could call hotlines. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It only costs a fortune every yeah. time. $5 a minute, so... I have to anyway. say this, though, because on that point, like... Well, first, to you, dearest 12 listeners, and we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Thank you for I telling said, your friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, USA is now the highest percentage, so... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We still love you, Finland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But uh, if you guys have played this game, which I'm sure many of you have, because it was very popular, and you didn't struggle with puzzles and didn't die... I would never accuse you of lying. That's just such a mean thing to do, but you're lying. (laughs) You are Um, lying. But having said that, and you guys maybe in the comments can add to this, but I'm curious from you guys as well, like what were the puzzles that you struggled with? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, (laughs) the puzzles were difficult, but there's actually an eclectic um, collection of puzzles in this game. I was really surprised. They're all simple, but they're all pretty different and clever. There's there's a couple puzzles I did, um, actually did first try, uh, but only like, probably two or three the rest oh the one where you win the game no i'm just just kidding yeah the one where uh, (laughs) uh, the the screen went to the credits yeah that that was the easiest puzzle (laughs) that was the favorite puzzle i struggled with that one shortest credits ever in any game yeah you just tap it and it's done (sighs) it's amazing no it was like no it really they really were short i don't even think it was a minute yeah no it was an indie game game. that's very off topic i'm sorry or they just didn't think enough people you guys aren't very thankful people Could have thanked me for playing it. Way more people made this game happen than just the ones you listed. (laughs) There's a lot of puzzles in this game, obviously. And so, like, uh, in the notes, I put a bunch of different puzzles. We can go out of uh, sync if we want. But, like, the box puzzles were obviously, I think, the easier ones for me. Except for a couple of them, Oh, you know what? When when they mixed them up with gravity and stuff like that, it got a little more difficult. I I feel like I misunderstood what you were saying with box puzzles. Because the gravity box puzzle, that was easily the one I spent the most time on. Actually, like, so there's one where you have to, yeah, where you bounce the boxes up and uh, back and forth to jump over. That actually wasn't that difficult for me once I got up and, like, realized, okay, yeah, so I have to get them back over. It just was very time-consuming. Yeah. I got it yeah. right, per, like, almost, like, a bunch of other uh, puzzles I didn't get right right away. Like, I, I messed up a bunch. That was one where it just was very time-consuming. I'm, I'm curious, how did you guys do, because this is a box puzzle where you have to use two boxes to yep. jump over a circle saw blade and you have to release the boxes from oh, from okay. hooks, and they release very slow, and you have to time it because you need two boxes, one on top of the other. So you need to grab this one, and then have this one fall on top of it to jump over the saw blade. How long did that take you guys? Funny enough, when you have the box where you just where you get one box to jump over that saw blade, like earlier on in the game, mm-hmm. that took me more tries than this one. This one took me. This one took me three tries. Wow, wow that's really good. It was one of yeah, like I, like it was one of the puzzles I did good, but like I said, with the other one, it took me probably ten tries. To get <laughs> <over that. laughs> yeah. What's weird for me about that particular puzzle is. Just looking at that screen, I had a good sense of what needed to happen. I did try a few wrong things. I'll say this. Time-wise, I got through it pretty quickly. A number of tries-wise, more than I should have. It probably took me anywhere from five to seven tries. Uh, Part of it is because even when you do figure it out, solving the puzzle isn't the only part about that puzzle that's hard. They made it hard to get the timing right. Exactly. So I was like, good on you guys. Good on you guys. Just because I solved it doesn't mean I get a free treat. Like, uh, you're yeah. right, you're right. I have to jump correctly or I lose. <laughs> <laughs> I 
kind of got lucky. I I, I kind of noticed the timing from the first time I tried it. So yeah. I was like, oh, their timing's a little off. So yeah, that's why I didn't. It wasn't too hard for me for some. I just got also probably lucked out because obviously boxes aren't the best for me. Yeah. And so I just love those different those those difficulties in those puzzles because they are timed events and kind of jumping over into the gravity ones because this one does uh, meet where you're going through the gravity and you're you're running from the ball that's chasing you. It's always slightly behind because once the ball gets to the point where it tips, Mm. you're actually able to get your way ahead of it, you know, so you might not even see the ball altogether. Um, But there's a point where you're running from the ball and you're waiting for the because in this gravity puzzle or in this it's not necessarily gravity it's more just a, the it's a clockworks it's just twisting the world it's around a gravity you clockworks almost yeah. Uh, yeah exactly and so you're running from this ball that's chasing you as the world spins and and you're navigating the world you get to this pit that you have to jump and you're waiting for the world to to position itself in a way you can make the jump and if you wait too long you'll make the jump and what will happen is there's a cl- there's a closing little lever yeah. here that will crush you. Yeah. That will crush you if you wait too long. <laughs> and it doesn't look like you can make that jump until it's like the last possible second. Here comes the boulder. Jump, I made it. Yep. Dead. Ah, beautiful. What a wonderful puzzle. That was a really good one. It's funny cuz you make the mistake once and you, then yeah. you solve it, but you do. You sit there and you go that was a good you puzzle. Sons that of was bitches. a good. Yeah. Cuz I definitely got crushed by the rock once and then when I made the jump I got crushed by the the landing once. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I really I thought that was a fun. Didn't one. actually get crushed by that, but I did miss a jump during that whole thing. Mm. So I, mi- I missed. Meaning, I, I messed up three times. I think so. I, I missed the jump on the the boulder, and then I realized, you know, then later on when you had to cut a box or something. I can't remember what it was, but you have to jump over another part. I, I missed it once, and yeah. so. Well, the puzzle I had the hardest time with, and I'm curious to hear how you guys were. I'm sure you solved it flawlessly because if I've learned one thing. Everyone has strengths in different areas. And so, like, yeah. I remember Shadow of the Colossus way back in the day. I heard so many people like, I could not beat the emboss. And back in the PS2 era, I beat it quickly. And then it, when I tried to play it later, I realized that uh, my skill set was gone. And it took several, <laughs> several more tries on the remaster. But, um, yeah, originally in Shadow of the Colossus, I crushed it. And it's just one of those things where, like, some people excel in certain uh, approaches and other, pe- other people excel in other approaches. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun to hear, like, well, that was easy for me, and you tried 30 times, ha, ha, ha. But for me, it, the gravity box puzzle that was the most difficult was there's two big boxes. Um, one's on, like, a layer, oh. and the other one is behind a wall. <laughs> and you have to turn a magnet on and then flip the gravity, and then there's a magnet already on up at the top. And it took me quite a while to figure out that you have to juggle the switch on the left because there's a switch up top that you're like, I'm pretty sure I can get to that. But every time you activate one and activate another one or deactivate both or activate both, it's always the same. Either both boxes are down or both boxes up, no matter what you try. Until you start with the very first switch doing this like timing juggle thing where you keep the magnetic force enough to hold on to the one box and then it it's just like the tiniest window where it will let the other box drop so you can jump on that ledge and jump over and go across it like i figured it out quickly it took so long to execute the solution like i was just it, like Ugh. it was the hardest puzzle for me yep same because you know you have to you have to balance just right so it hits the one on the left hits the top because the one on the left is elevated and so with the gravity it's gonna you gotta like hit it and allow it to hit and then turn it off where this one still has enough space where it can't quite touch and then falls back down yep and it's it's great too because it's a precursor to the final puzzle and the other thing too is it's the way they because a lot of times when you have juggling mechanics like that they kind of try and make it intuitive this one was intentionally not at least i felt like it was intentionally not like it was really weird get the timing right Mm -hmm. but by the time you figure it out and you get to the end puzzle you are much more prepared to solve that last puzzle yeah really fun uh no that one actually was the one that stalled me the most on this playthrough is uh because you do have to go through and and trigger the switches that uh, manipulate and do different things to allow water to flow and allow a box to get into position you know all of that stuff to be able to solve it and then you have to basically go back through and undo what you did and then get those final boxes to their position. Um, And so it's just what an odd puzzle to come through in that spot. But it does totally set you up with kind of getting the timing right of triggering things on and off. Mm. And uh, so I did struggle with that one a lot. I was able to move through it quick because I was like, 
oh yeah, I hate this one. Click, click. Got it. And I was just like, okay, yeah, let's move through. It's but not, it, it's not it, as fair with you, though. No, no, right? no, and it's not. But it, 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 it was the puzzle yeah. that stalled me the longest because I had to, it was one of the ones that I had to go, okay, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> oh, that's right. This son of a gun, you know, and so. It did delay me even, and I've played it a ton. I was, yeah, I think if I dropped this for a few years and played it again, I think I'd struggle on a couple of them again, for sure. Yeah. But the puzzle, like the last puzzle in the factory, was I really liked that one actually. And and the thing is, it wasn't that hard to actually understand for me in a weird way. Yeah. The hard part was obviously like I'm like okay, if I get up there, it's obviously going to let me go down. But is momentum like I never thought momentum would take into a, account in this mm-hmm. really didn't because it's like that's that's a lot of detail so you have to jump at the right time go up and then drop down and get enough momentum and then hit, hit the sideways one on top of that yep and you have to have enough momentum to get through I can't remember what that trap is but if you don't move fast enough through it you get effed is it a saw I think it's a saw yeah, so you have to drop low enough yeah. and move fast enough that that you don't fall in the pit and also don't hit the saw yep yeah as, yeah, exactly like you said. It's easy to figure out what needs to happen. Execution yeah. is super difficult. Because you're jumping <laughs> down, changing gravity to shoot you this way, and then it's kind of like you're swooping up and then back down, you know? So it's it's a crazy puzzle. But it's nice solving it because that's where we get into the end of the game. This final puzzle where you're juggling gravity and you're just timing everything right, avoiding the buzzsaw, avoiding everything... You crash in gravity, going horizontal through what looks to be glass. Goosh. And it slows down right before. Like, when you time it and you avoid yeah. that saw blade, time slows down. And you move with gravity. Boom. Slowly breaking through the glass. The glass shatters and sends it flying. And I've got a screenshot of this one, too. Mm-hmm. And and you hit the ground and you feel that hit in the ground because the, the dirt and the everything just boof. Clouds up everywhere. Yeah, all of that stuff. The glass. Yeah, the glass is, like, is all in there. The awesome. debris, all sorts of crap. And you hit this ground, and you boom, tumble, boom, tumble, and then you land. And I know what's going to happen. I played this a bunch of times, so I start tapping the screen. But those beautiful little white eyes don't open, and so I keep tapping the screen, and those beautiful white eyes don't open, and I am like, oh shit! And so I start tapping his body. I'm like, wake up, little boy, wake up, little boy, and boom, the eyes open up. And I'm like, all right, there he is. There he is. I knew he oh, was coming CPR back worked. to me. <laughs> Breathe. Okay. Stand Just warning. Up. Don't Stand tap, up. little boys. Okay. Just, you know, not all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> in limbo, <laughs> tap the shit out of that little boy. Uh, you want to wake him up. But, you make sure oh, fine. I tapped it because you can play it on phone. $5 on the phone. Say, Get it. I was uh, going to say, I couldn't do that. No, yeah, you can't do that uh, with your mouse. I just but, screamed uh, at him. I, he, I didn't know his name, so I just kept going, boy, boy, no. Stay with me, boy. What that is seems the boy's to work. name? Um, so anyway, he hits he hits the ground. He's he's lying there, and then the eyes open up, and he's, he gets up. He recovers from the from you know that, that hit because, obviously, what a big hit. Um, and then he walks up the hill. To where his and this is a scene that you see before. Before it's one of the very first scenes that you see. Yeah, you see this scene where you're walking up the hill and then all of a sudden you're you're trapped up, swept up, and you're you're ending up in a factory again. Like you're like, what happened to my sister? I saw her on the top of a hill, and then you're back to where you were and you're pulled back into this limbo. So you end up from there. You get back to seeing your sister on the top of the hill, and she like lifts her head, almost like sensing that you're there, mm-hmm. and then it fades to black. Yeah. Oh, such a a jarring ending but in the best way like it, I literally was like what and then I kind of just was overwhelmed with like how appropriate it was for what that game is that was I loved that ending it, that, the whole sequence the breaking through the glass and this is where it goes full circle so I do have to mention this in the beginning of the game you walk up that same hill you see the girl you see the treehouse, and then like you said it forces you to go backwards and you're just like wait what wait this is the where the story starts and then you're in limbo and then when you break through that glass, it's the exact same thing. You have because in the beginning of the game you have to wake him up. Like there's nothing happening. If you don't touch your controller, he won't wake up. So if you're someone who doesn't explore with buttons, you're gonna sit on that opening screen for a while. But Any day now. you repeat that exact same sequence once you break through the glass. And then you walk up the hill and there's the girl again and there's the treehouse. It's insane. Like I love that type of stuff because it clearly is a game that talks about like it doesn't talk about anything, but it's very philosophical in its concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a moment where you are forced to think no matter how hard you don't want to. Yeah. You're just like, 
whoa, what's happening here and what does it all mean? And here's the thing for me that was real crazy. Do you have more to say before I jump into this? Okay. Uh, so after you scroll Couple through the line. whole 45 seconds of as long as it takes to get through the credits, you go back to the start screen. And I'm not someone that's um, real detail oriented, but I caught this and it was even more impressive than the ending of the game. The starting screen, you don't know this when you're beginning, but it's that treehouse and kind of that hill area. The girl's not there. I don't think in there in the main opening screen. But after you beat the game, that scene changes, but it's the same area, and there are two mud piles and flies buzzing above it. Well, here's why that matters. When you end the game, the only people on that screen are you and your sister. We assume it's your sister. That's because we we don't have much to go on. But it's nuts because because now you can replay the game, but the the starting, or what do you call that, the uh, title screen has changed in a way that actually gives you even more insight into what the developer was was trying to convey in his game. And I know that they wanted you to solve it, but or to come up with your own, like, what the game means to you. But it's clear that they also had things that meant something to them that they put into the game. So that, that second title screen is probably the most impactful part of the game to me. And that, that was why I was saying this game comes full circle. It, like, literally does. It's, uh, and it's such a sad thing, too. Like, you finally get there. You finally... Before I'd read that it was his sister, I didn't know who she was. I just knew that she was relevant to what you were questing for. Yeah. And then you just see the the signs of death for both of them. It was really sombering. And well, and this is where all the theories really come into play, right? So it's like there's so many different theories, and I'll just mention a couple of mine because I'm sure you guys have a couple of theories, and mine come from YouTube, YouTube videos and stuff like that, but. I mean, it's it's kind of like limbo, Catholic limbo, where you know you're kind of stuck in. I think that's Catholic, right? Catholic limbo. I think so, actually. Yeah. Catholicism is kind of where limbo comes from, from my understanding. And so, like, never heard of her. <laughs> my gosh, <laughs> you're making this really difficult. <laughs> uh, just so everyone knows, uh, he's playing Mario right now on his phone. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought I, I, I thought I might have a screenshot of that ending because uh, I may have missed that there were two graves, so I just wanted to see. Yeah. So, in the so for one of the theories, it's is that you're um, in limbo, and when you get to that point where you break through glass, it's you actually revisiting how you died of crashing through a windshield and dying. Yeah, in a, in a car accident. You're trying to f- what? Where did you guys get that? He That's was just the internet He was theory. kicked out of the top story skyscraper yes. from his hedge fund for shorting stocks. Because oh <laughs> he was trying to get to the moon. Because you know how many kids aren't allowed do that. on the moon. Yeah. Anyway, car crash. Think, it was a car crash. A, a few more kids riding cars and maybe at the top. Have of you seen Rick and Morty? Oh my god! What's interesting <laughs> yes. about that concept of the the car crash <laughs> goes the kind of baby. meaning of it is that oh, totally lost that train of thought. Just kidding. Shoot, just sorry, kidding, bros. No, it was, I shouldn't have derailed this so hard. It is a car crash. I'm just teasing. Well, that's in oh, one of the theories. It's yeah, um, it, it is. Yeah. One of the there's. It's not technically that same theory, but it's theory that plays into that theory is that um, all these things that you happen, the factory, how it's all dilapidated and broken down, the kids chasing you, the spider chasing you are supposed to represent this kid's fears in life. I say supposed oh, to yeah. from fan theories. Th- we, yeah, have, theories. we have nothing all these are, from the development. All these are nothing from them. Uh-huh. But it's a really interesting concept, and it's weird because, like, yeah. and the, the, the developer did uh, admit to arachnophobia at one point, which is why that theory kind of holds, mm. I think. So they were like, yeah, this represents the the developer's arachnophobia and like the drowning. Lots of people, we talked about it in Subnautica podcast. uh, That is a big fear for people to be in such a vast space and not really any way to get help. That concept by itself is just like terrifying to people. And they do a lot of these things in a really subtle way, but it does. It leaves you wondering and trying to come up with your own theories and looking online to find the answers because there's like, what does it mean? Why why is there glass when you break through that? Well, the car car crash explanation is a real interesting theory on that. What yep. what else are you going to come up with? I mean, other than ki- getting kicked out of a skyscraper like in Fable well, Three. <laughs> one other one I want to mention is, and it could be tied in still with the car crash, but where the sister doesn't die, where you get to your sister and she's over. It looks like a mound of dirt, right? A uh, a grave. She's mourning yeah. you. She she buried you, and that's why it's at the end. Because in some, um, I can't. 
remember if it's in Catholicism, but in limbo, spaghetti. Like some people can't pass on until they're buried. I guess is actually it's not really tied to limbo mm -hmm. as much, but people can't pass on to the afterlife until they've been properly buried and mourned over. And that is a, another one of the theories is that she was mourning yeah. over her brother. And that ties into the point Tyson made earlier, which was about her like. It's not shock. It's just like she senses something that like acknowledgement, yes. just some, and it's all conveyed through motion. Yep. Um, so what feeds into that theory really well is that like sh it's an extrasensory experience for her. Like she feels her brother near her, and so now she can be at peace about mm -hmm. what happened. But then there's two graves on the next title screen, which implies that she's dead. Yeah, and there are theories where they do die. Yep. And there's reasons why she's there and the boy isn't. And there's it's possibly because she's waiting to go to her final place where the boy was tested to see where his final place yeah, would end up. and she won't go without him, which allegedly exactly. the treehouse represents, because there is, it's one of the few por portions of the game where there's, like, light coming in. Mm -hmm. And I mm. guess there's a lot of, in the theories that are around there, about that light being, like, incredibly significant all the way through. Yeah. Like, the, the fly that you talked about, that you grab his leg and fly up and tries to kick you off, yeah. there's an opening, and it's one of the most lighted areas in the game, and you kind of do feel, you know it's not going to happen, because that's all the game does, is go, like, no, it's not, you're not free. But you do get your hopes up that the fly might take you out of the yeah. into the light. And then you rip its leg off and <laughs> it kicks you away from you're it. Down. And then you have to you're stuck back in limbo again. It's just really interesting. And yeah. I don't I don't really buy deeply into any of these theories because I like the amalgamation of these concepts. Because um, this is how I feel about art in general. It's, it's why I get annoyed at people that demand that endings be redone in games or, or books or I wasn't happy this, I wasn't happy that. It's like... the there's two things that happen from any artist, right? They're conveying, conveying meaning from them onto the art piece that they're working on. But as an artist, because I used to do, I used to make a lot of music and I, not every artist is like this, but I have heard many say the same thing that are actually people that are famous that have done good stuff, not just music that no one will ever hear. But one of the things that you hope for with your art is that it will impact people and that they will take meaning from it, not necessarily your meaning. And it's really fun for you as the artist to hear hear back and get that feedback of what that means to other people. So I, it just blows my mind, I guess, to, to kind of make an abstract point here that people get so worked up because they're unhappy with an ending rather than thinking about why they did it that way and what that might mean to them. You could be mad about what it means to you, but understand that they want you to emotionally react Two to things what they've done. with that. Why do artists have to do bad endings? Because, you know, it's on them. No, but really, really, there, <laughs> there can be a bad ending. There is such oh, thing as yes. a bad ending. And that's why I think some people, and I will say this with Mass Effect, it was a bad ending, and it wasn't necessarily because the, the um, spoiler protagonist Welcome dies. to the Mass Effect podcast. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, it's just bringing into, like, endings <clears throat> on all the yeah. whole thing. Uh, it it just didn't feel like everything tied very well together at the end. Yeah. That was the problem. And that's, and there are like, I will complain about it, but I still accept it. it's like, it doesn't ruin the game. Some people think it ruins the game. It yeah. Doesn't. Well, and here's what I'll say. Cause it's a great point And you are right. Like I agree The the thing is not everybody's good at everything all the time. So there's going to be bad endings. There's going to be bad parts of different types of art, movies, games, TV shows. There's, so many examples of just really bad jobs. Even like Game of Thrones Invisible that are incredible. That you're supposed to use your uh, uh, imagination to make that sold for like 18 grand or something like yeah. that. That but, was a thing recently. But I'm just saying like the whole experience can <laughs> oh be in, like incredible like Game of Thrones was and then the end just completely mucks it up. But the thing is it, it's totally reasonable for any, any of us consumers to go, that was bad. What I don't think is a, okay because it is art is for us to demand that it be changed. That's not your art, you don't get to change it. You can be unhappy about it, you can tell everyone it sucks. They might not buy it because you tell them it sucks. That's the consequence of the artist doing a bad job. So, <laughs> all I have to say though is Limbo does a good job though with its ending, where yes. it's the exact opposite, it's a good ending. These are some weird theories. My theory is that <laughs> art sucks. <laughs> Uh, no, so back to theories, because I want to finish my theory, is I don't think the treehouse makes sense. Not with the glass. Not with breaking through the glass. The treehouse, uh, well, sorry, because there's, did you finish that theory, by the way? I've been as much as I know. 
Oh, so apparently the there's a theories that the boy fell out of the treehouse or the girl fell out of the treehouse mm-hmm. and then they, you know, that's why it's all like that's how he died and that's why it's there. No, the treehouse to me represents an important place for them. Yes, that's actually a theory as well. Yeah, and they and that's a place where they were going to bury him on their mm-hmm. land by their treehouse where they're going to love and 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 visit their boy. Uh, at, a, at his favorite place, right? So the crash to me was glass. Boom. Definitely a crash. That's how he died. You wake up in limbo in where you basically end at the be- at, at the end um, to where you're going to f- proceed to find your way into the next life. And it really does make sense that your sister is there waiting there because she senses you. How else would she sense you, um, you know, other than she's probably going to the same place with you? Yeah. Why? Why is she still waiting at the grave when chances are you're either being being buried or have been buried? She's probably just waiting to depart the earth, the limbo, uh, with you. Yeah, and, and knows you're coming. So yeah, another. Uh, it's just a twist on that exact same theory is that the treehouse is a special place to the 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 boy and the girl because they yeah. don't have names, and so she's waiting for you there because she knows that it's an important place to you, mm-hmm. and so your quest is to get through limbo to get to this place that's meaningful to you and your sister and that's why there's two graves yeah. at the end because she's waiting for you. She won't ascend until you get there. Well, And then you get and there maybe and then, your Maybe your spirit has to decent. find your body in the end to finally make its full thing. Maybe that crash, somehow he was ejected into limbo and that's where the separation came and, and that's what the journey is, is just your journey back to your body for whatever reason you're being tested so you mm. can make that return and her sister wasn't there or his sister wasn't there so she's just waiting there because she's like I'm not leaving without yeah. him and I know he's coming because even the boy senses it he gets that vision of her sitting on the hill running up the hill to her and then getting blasted into wherever the heck he was I forget where it puts you but uh, well and that kind of shows that it's not really earth earth it's yeah. limbo like it's, it's limbo it's different it's like, area uh, not, yeah unless he was hallucinating but i'm not thinking he was because no. we were visualizing it too dude and so. again i feel like how, he was almost escaping you know yeah, yeah. again how amazing that even the title of the game feeds into the experience of the game yeah. like all you have is that if you read it the quote from the director and the title of the game those are the only clues you get that's it there's absolutely no other hint at what's going on and it's just so much more awesome because of that Really, like what we're saying is it's a great game, and this is also our new deeply held beliefs. And we're starting our cult based off of limbo. So please join our cult, and we believe everything we just said deeply. It's important to us. (laughs) And there's really good theories. Check them out. If you really like this game and you want to hear more about the theories, go to the fan wikis, and there's a whole just list of them to the part where there's like even some serial killer uh, theories that are in there. And some of them are obviously a little bit of a stretch. Well, there's one, and and it's spelled cereal like the cereal you eat. Um, But I thought it was an interesting one, and some of them do play off of other theories where it's like, okay, it matches up to this point, but then from there, break off, and then this is where this theory goes. So really cool stuff, and there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. I didn't even read them all because there's a lot. Yeah, man, and there's but it's interesting. Serial Very good stuff. killer, and there's three boxes of cereal that can be found in Half-Life 3, Half-Life 3 confirmed. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Now, I'm only going to lightly touch <laughs> on this, and, and the reason I'm only going to lightly touch on this, because you'd think you'd want to go deeper for these types of secrets, is because it has zero bearing on adding anything to the story or even the theories that are out there. Uh, but what it does do, if you solve the secret we're about to talk about, it, is it will give you access to a hidden level. Um, but there are these little, I think they're eggs. I don't know if that's been confirmed. I know the internet also calls them eggs. Um, but there's these little white egg looking things that you'll find at certain parts of the level now I found four but could only get to two um, but there's only ten so considering that I found four I felt pretty decent but I found the first one right out of the gate because I was just curious you know sometimes you just play around with mechanics of the game I'm like I wonder what happens if I go the wrong way egg got yep. a trophy it was dope Yep. and I was like cool before I've even started I know I need to look for these but man I only saw four one of them was in the background of uh, one of the areas I'm like Either that's an area I've already been and I missed it and the egg's still there, or they're just teasing you with an 11th egg to drive you insane. Probably, (laughs) yeah. But the one I struggled to get to the most, because that one I knew I couldn't get to, was the cog. Did you guys see the one in the cogs? Uh Uh-huh. So you can go through the cogs, but you fall to your death if you make it out the other side. And it's pitch black on that side of the screen. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I tried it three times, I believe, and then I was like, not worth it. 
Yeah. I just got to keep playing. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten them all. I've gotten most of them, but uh, I don't think I've ever done a playthrough where I go get the eggs. I think I will uh, because, yeah, you can. Like, there's dark areas. It's pitch black, and you just can move in that pitch blackness and mm. navigate that little extra place, and you know there's going to be a little soft egg up in there, a little yeah. soft-boiled baby. I got baby. zero. James got zero <laughs> Oh, eggs. James got zero I might have gotten one, but I don't think so, because I don't, like, I knew about them. I knew where you could kind of get, and yeah. I tried to get one of them, because I did, um, I looked at a walkthrough guide for the Easter eggs just to see. I did. I'm like, ah, uh, that's too hard to get. You, yeah, didn't even, you guys this. didn't even navigate up into the trees, like jump up on the branches and stuff, and go find the one that's like just a little bit off uh, of where you have, have to solve I, the puzzle. That's the one. I, maybe I did because I did jump up one other one, but I don't remember getting anything. I didn't. Uh, I, mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't explore because it was so early in the uh, game where you're at that part that I just wanted to move forward. Gotcha. Yeah, you could jump from limbs to limbs. Yeah. But so a question actually. This leads into a question because we have touched on it in other podcasts what how do you guys feel as far as that adding replay value to the game and factoring in the game itself as being a game worth replaying i played i've played that game so many times yeah it's definitely it 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 never factored into me because i'm not that type of gamer where i need to find all the trophies like i do like finding them it is one that i would like to because it's a quick one that you can so it's kind of for me it's like a time spent type of deal replaying it but it's one I've replayed many times, and I like watching other people replay it, especially mm. getting to the spider, because uh, it's just fun to see their experience with it. My kids are terrified of that game. They still <laughs> haven't beat it. I love hearing you say that. <laughs> the yeah, spider freaks I think, out. I think the game's pretty replayable. I think adding that in was a, a genius step, because sometimes it feels like... It's like... Oh, what's that game? Like, 1886 or whatever? 1880, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, bringing, yeah. you're bringing up a bad game. You said no, game, but what you, what you meant was tech I like demo. the game. <laughs> the problem is, is that there's zero replayability in it. It's a bad, it's a good example of a bad, like, of something done bad. Uh, you want some replayability. That interactive in anime series was pretty different. That's, that's kind of the point. And so, <laughs> in, in the end, this game, I think, is very replayable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I would definitely go back to it if once I get through my whole catalog of 2,000 games on Steam, mm -hmm. I'll get back to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this for me. The extra level is the thing that incentivizes me to play it again, and the fact that the game on its own is worth replaying. The egg thing is not reason enough for me to want to... That's not a motivation to replay the game, but I will say this. In any game, when collectibles are done well, I like seeing how many I can get on my initial playthrough. Yeah. There's just something about that. So I like yeah. that they're there, but that's not going to bring me back to the game. But that secret level does give me a reason to come back and, and find the eggs. I can see that. So yeah. that'll be years down the road, because you know me. I do oh, stuff yeah. once. And then <laughs> the best part is... You can find it on Humble Bundle. I don't know if they still include them on their bundles, but I mean, I, I know I've seen it there a lot. But it's not only is it available on PC on multiple different platforms, it's available on Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, probably the free, regular Nintendo, Atari it's probably on, <laughs> uh, Game Boy Color, no, but original Game Boy, yes. No, probably not that far. <laughs> but it is on Switch, all of the major consoles, <laughs> and it's on phone for $5, Switch for 10 but for me, phone for 5 is, and it works the, the, the button, it's perfect. It's I hate games on the phone where you have to use the screen yeah. as your motion it's so beautiful it works perfect and it's about a three hour game I would yeah. say depending on who you are it took me about three hours I feel like but yeah and there's room to explore yeah. so you can make more out of it I will oh, say the can, phone yeah, is basically sure. a modern Game Boy so you're right they released it on a Game Boy yeah so. yeah <laughs> and and it'll run five bucks on the Android store Apple Apple you know you're paying like at least 20 bucks so now, good luck I'll say this. Um, I don't know. I didn't check that. <laughs> Apple sucks. This, Tyson's oh mentioned that he's gosh. played this game several times. I started it and was like, I'll get around to it, and then never did. But I'm glad that we did it on the podcast because I really like games like this, just in general. Journey, this one, uh, just those weird little indie but like abstract games. I, I've always really liked them, but they're not my main game type. So I do find it hard to find time to play them. But I absolutely loved this game. Um, I recommend it to any like anybody. If if you are scared by this stuff, still try it anyways because there's meaning behind Conquer why it's scary and dark. Conquer your fears. Um, but having said that, I hope we'll do more games like this in the future, like oh, yeah. Hollow Knight, things like that. They're just they're fun, man. They're fun and they're short, and they should be talked about. And to be fair, I, I, I people agree. do talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> and I I need to get into more of the indie space with these types of games because I normally don't, but they are fun. Like yeah. I had a fun time playing Limbo. And I definitely recommend it to anyone. So this is it. 
any last word you want to give? Last word. Um, if you liked it, there is a game similar to it that's called, I believe it's called Inside, um, that is very similar. Check it out. But Limbo, give it a shot. Buy it, especially if you have Android and you have five bucks. Check it out. It's beautiful. Yep. I love it. It's a great game. Always will. If you enjoyed uh, the Little Nightmare games, you'll for sure enjoy this one. This yeah. I think this yeah. one's a predecessor. Like, it came first. So yeah. we played it oh, in the yeah, wrong yeah. order. We should have said that Little Nightmares is like this game. We said the opposite. But that's because yeah. we played this one second. Correct. But yes. well, I've, it's also I've, vice versa. <laughs> if you have played this game when it came out in 2010 and you haven't played Little Nightmares, you'll like Little Nightmares. There is a lot of, not crossover, but there's a very uh, similar feel yeah. to how they play and to the tone of the game. But also, they manifest very differently. And the puzzles so. are as simple as limbo. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate Play it. it. Listen to our little Nightmares podcast first. <laughs> yes, do. So, with that being said, definitely recommended. Like most of the games we uh, <laughs> we do here. Uh, once we get to uh, Fortnite, I think that might be one that we don't recommend. But Yeah, we'll I don't, see think, I don't think I'll be on that podcast. <laughs> so that's Diamond Hand signing out. <laughs> <laughs> with that, shopbunnystrike.com if you want some uh, good merch there. And then also like, subscribe, uh, follow, whatever it is on whatever platform you listen and watch us on. It'd be so, we'd be so grateful if you did that. And it'd be so awesome. So thank you guys. Once again, this has been the Games Revealed Podcast. James signing out. And the worst part about Fortnite is they have a Diamond Hands skin. Diamond Hans. And this is Tyson Diamond Hands Tyson. (laughs) Oh, guys. As usual, if you know someone that you think would be interesting in this, please uh, l- let them know about this epi- episode. Let them know about the podcast. It helps us out a bunch, and we really appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, Shag out. Later, guys. Hey, welcome back, guys. Hey, just real quick, make sure to check out shopbunnystrike.com and also to like and subscribe and follow this podcast whatever platform you're on it helps so much thank you guys for listening and or watching because uh we're on now on youtube we are also on apple google spotify whatever podcasting podcasting platform and if we're not there let us know if it's your favorite one maybe we'll try to get on there so thank you guys once again for experiencing a great episode along with us and we'll catch you guys next time later